Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. Fit Nation. Our next guest is an author, speaker, businessman, real estate investor, financial advisor. He is a small time boy who sucked it up and found a way without role models, mentors, and education and found a way to succeed on the learn as you go plan. So without further ado, let's welcome Dennis McCurdy to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Dennis. Hey, Rich. How you doing, man? Great, brother. Uh, it's great to have you here. And, uh, I really love that the suck it up buttercup kind of a the suck it up cupcake uh, mentality. That's something that being in the military for 22 years, we we were told to suck it up a lot and drive. And were, that's right. What yeah. branch were you, Army? I was Army, yes, sir. Army, okay, Air Force. All right, there you go. You, you heard it too in the beginning, probably. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. You're all right. Just suck it up. You make it, you'll make it far as you, can, you want to go. So, there you go. There you go. So, Dennis, I gave a little bit about you, probably two sentences there. I noticed a lot more to your life. If you if you want to share a little more with the Misfit Nation from as far as back as you want to go to where we, how we got to where we are today, that'd be Let's awesome. Let's see. I was two years old. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but when I basically, I, I think that the, uh, uh, from high school, they basically graduated me because they were sick of me. Uh, actually missed 35 days of school my senior year. Wow. Was, was suspended twice. So I don't know how I graduated, but I did. So I could say I graduated eighth of my class. 
It was ace from the bottom. <laughs> from there, I went in the military, went overseas, came back, and started following that usual, you know, you, you get the GI Bill, you go to college, uh, and from there, you, you get a job. So, so I ended up going like a semester, and I ran across a couple guys, friends of mine who were about the same age, who were going to start an insurance company and a real estate business and a building business. And I think, you know, at 23 years old, you can do that? So, so I like to say it was bye-bye books, hello buildings. I was going to be a real estate tycoon. Um, but that didn't last long. <laughs> it, it was the beginning of the, uh, the 70s recession. Interest rates were climbing. They went from 7 to 8 to 9 to 10 to 11, all the way up to 18%. So you think we have a bad now. It was tough then. The real estate career didn't last long, so I ended up uh, going into the insurance business. A friend of mine um, who was in that partnership decided he didn't want to do it anymore, so I bought his business out. It was a, was a, was a big business. He was doing $6,000 a year in commission. <laughs> so basically, I could pay the rent and give myself 50 bucks a, uh, a week. Oh, wow. But, uh, but, you know, it was a little bit more than today, 50 bucks, but still, it was, uh, it was a tight squeeze. I had a 65 Chrysler. I paid two hundred and fifty dollars for, and that was my transportation. So, from there, I just you know I took the insurance agency, built it. I started thinking what other things I could do. So I decided to. In the meantime, I was buying real estate, and uh, decided to build houses, uh, flip real estate, uh, and so over the course of my life, I've owned twenty nine properties. Uh, from foreclosures to flips to stack houses to a couple of buildings I still own now after all those years. So it, it's basically my attitude has always been if somebody else did it, so can I or so can you. And now just like you're doing this now, right? If somebody else did it, you, you just start. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, that's the first chapter of my new book, Suck It Up Cupcake, Stop Screwing Yourself and Get the Life You Want. The first chapter is start. Perfect. Because once you get that momentum going, I mean, you're going to run into tough times, obviously, but you just need to move forward and keep going and keep trying new things and keep learning. And I think one of the big things is, you know, I still get up this morning. I was at the coffee shop at six o'clock in the morning, reading a book on um, uh, linguistics and, and language, oh. you know, so that I was learning more things. I'm, you got to always be learning. I think it was Earl Nightingale that said, uh, formal education will get you a job. No, it was Jim Rohn. Formal education will get you a job. Self-education will make you wealthy. Right. I think that, that goes uh, in line with the learn-as-you-go mentality there. You have Absolutely. to keep, continue to learn and be a lifetime learner, even if you're not paying someone to learn. It's good to like you just said, picking up a book on linguistics. Not a lot of people would pick up a book on linguistics, but you're doing it. And you're reading a book on linguistics at the coffee shop at six in the morning. That's another thing that shows that you're pushing forward early in the day to, to start stacking those victories as your day goes on. And that's, that's a testament to what you've been doing. Plus, I like coffee, so. <laughs> and the line's probably a little shorter at six in the morning, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm the only one. You know, I go to a Panera sometimes. I go to whatever's open, but I'm the only one there, and they turn their gas fireplace on. I'm, I'm, I get mad if somebody else comes in. What are you doing in my place? 
And we have a black rifle coffee, uh, some coffee place here, BRCC. And, uh, nice. so we like to go in there and have little meetings with the veteran groups here. And in there, there's regular tables and there's four cushion chairs to the side. So you always try to get there and get those four cushion chairs first. <laughs> right. There you go. And the last time I was there was a lady just sitting there drinking water, a bottle of water. And I sat at one of the tables. I was looking at said, what are you doing? I said, we're here to drink coffee and hang out and talk to each other. You're drinking water. My gosh. <laughs> I was so offended. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, yeah, getting up there and getting out there in the morning, get going, you know, it's and, and learning. Never stop learning. Um, I mean, I'm also a, um, uh, a certified financial planner. I used to have a stockbroker's license. I gave that up, and I only do fees now, fee basis now. But I learned all that on my own. You know, and it's just, it's there. And it's so much easier now because you have YouTube and all these things. Yes. Can, it's amazing. I wish I had that stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> if, if we had YouTube when we were younger, I think a lot more of our generations would have done a lot more different things moving forward instead of going with the things that you were told were the right things to do. Absolutely. Uh, I know like when I was in high school, a lot of people were told business is the only way you're going to be, be successful if you study business, study business, study business, study business. Right. I just wanted to join the army. So I was just trying to take shop and everything like that just to get through high school. And while right. I'm having to take a bunch of hard classes my last two years to get into college because I was too young to join without my dad's permission. Right. So I went to college. I started learning business. I was like, this ain't for me. Yeah. And I finally yeah. just joined the army. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow up and then go to college later. And Right. So I think that was, that was the best move I made. And, and that's the whole thing. It's like I always say, to people, <clears throat> the worst thing you can be in the world is a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. You know, you have to find out what suits your temperament, your, your overall personality, style, and character, uh, and try to match that as best you can to your occupation. Definitely. And uh, I think that's where you find your purpose, your passion. And like right. you did along the way, you found things that you liked, you went for it, and then either it didn't work out and you had to move to something else, or you found a passion for something else and kept moving forward. Some people, they just stay in that grind and say, I'm going to stay here because this is what society or this is what the norm is supposed to be. And they right. want to miserable through life. Right. And, and a lot of that, you know, um, is we, as you well know, we're programmed from the very beginning, from the cradle, basically. And, and pe very few people stop to think about, you know, what do I really want? Is this stuff really true? Uh, is, are there more things I can do? And they need to, you know, basically break out and explore. Definitely. You got to, you got to try, put your, put your toe in different water. So right, go exactly. out there. Like you live on the East Coast, you can put your toe in the East uh, Atlantic Ocean. If you don't like it, you can go to the West Coast. That's the beauty of society. Yeah, exactly. Go, down, go to the Panhandle, try to go out. I don't think I go to California, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's other ways. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, my, my, my people, my father's side are from Texas. I'd probably go there. You know, so. Hey, you go right to the Gulf there, right off, the, off Galveston and all the area there, Corpus Christi. Oh, yeah. Hang out, and the water's beautiful. It's warm. Yeah. But it, it's wh wherever you go and you like it, that's where your passion is. You don't have to stay where you are in, uh, I guess, and suffer. You can you could suck that up or you could push yourself forward and suck it up a different way. Exactly. Because you can cut it. You can make it anywhere. And once you have some basic skills and you have that desire to to learn and and 
you're willing to pay the dues. I mean, really, people don't want to pay the dues, and that's that's what it's all about. And sometimes it sucks, but yes, sometimes it really sucks. And but it's it's what you do when things suck that sets you apart from other people. So if, if you get punched in the face, you fall down. If you stay down, you're going to stay down, and that's the person you're going to remember as right. right. And the person that pushes yourself back up and then fights on, you're, that's who you remember as. Absolutely. So, and that's what I, I I believe I want to do with my life, and I try to push others to do the same. You're gonna make you're gonna make mistakes in life, and we're humans. That's part of life. When you have to find out how to make that mistake make you a better person. And my philosophy is this: every time you make a mistake, you're worth more. Right. Because that's what they call experience and wisdom. Yes. Because you learn a lot from a lot of these mistakes. You learn a lot from and. They could set you back a few steps, but then you just stand up and take bigger steps forward and right, right. do things like you have. I mean, you've done so many different different types of things, and and some of them kind of cross over in different ways. But yeah, some people wouldn't do that many different things and still be happy. And you were able to cross reference all that and move forward. And and now you wrote a book about it, so that's awesome. Right. Actually, I've got, that's my third book, and I'm on my fourth right now. So see, there you go. Yeah. The kid who graduated eighth from the bottom of his high school class now is on his fourth book. Right. Right there. That's a book right there. There you go. There you go. And the, the, by the way, this new book's going to be called Mastermind, The True Secret to Success, because I believe that, you know, as many people have said, it's like who we associate with is so crucial. And finding a, uh, a support, well, I don't even call it a support group, but finding a mastermind group or goal buddy somebody's going to push you uh, and you're going to push them is absolutely important. It's great to have the, your circle, inner circle. That would be your inner circle there. I call them the inner circle. And exactly. Some people call their inner circle, their friends, but they might not be people that you grew up with. It could be someone that is your best cheerleader. The person that says, Hey, you're doing this great. Or, Hey, you really messed that up. You need to try something different. Someone that's going to be brutally honest with you at all times, and you got to be the same to them and give give and go, and both of you will be successful. That's crucial. That's absolutely crucial. I always say you need to have people in your life that are willing to give, willing to give you that loving kick in the, you know what? Yes, in the fourth point of contact. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's so true, and it, and and it really accelerates your your learning and accelerates your growth when you're doing that kind of stuff because. It, it, you just skip a lot of the crud and, and people who know you because they've been around you for a while can say, Hey, wait a second. That's enough of this. We've heard this story too many times. What's going on. What are you going to do? You know, suck it up. And, and what's next. What's, what's your next venture? Don't, don't keep telling me what happened. Tell me what you're going to do to make what's it better. Gonna do? And then come back next week and tell me you did it. And then we'll say, okay, let's, let's see how this plays out. Exactly. See how this, how this, this iteration of you, it plays out and see if we have to re reset again and recalibrate and do things right. again. So sometimes our calibration's off. You just got to fix it. Right. And again, every time it's off a little bit, it's called experience. Yep. And that makes you worth more. So through all your, through your journey, I'm sure you've had some, uh, some bumps in the road along the way. What has been your biggest struggle as you learned, learned it on your way up to, to where we are now? My biggest obstacle would be me. You? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably get in my my own way more than more than anybody else, um, which is why, uh, you know, again, goal buddies and mentors and accountability is so important because uh, 
left to our, you know, when we're on our own and when you're the boss, left to your own devices, it, it, you're kind of like, uh, you know, Putin and, he, and that other guy in China. It's like there's nobody telling him, hey, no. It's, it's, a, it's a recipe for disaster. Yes. And so, yeah, definitely. But I'm, I'm my biggest obstacle. I mean, it's, all, it's always me getting in my own way. I think a lot of people can say that same thing. A lot of people, their their hard head or or their their knuckleheadedness will be the one not asking for help, not raise their hands, say, "Hey, I need help right here." Right. Well, their fears, yes, created by their beliefs, and not having someone you know sit them down and say, "Well, wait a second, what is this really all about?" And you know, you've done this and this and this. Why can't you do that? You know, we did again. We just get on our own way. Definitely. And that's, it's across the board. And like you said, fear is a big one. Absolutely. Things that people have no idea what they're even afraid of. Someone told them it might be scary. Or if they watch the talking heads on whatever news you watch, they're going to tell you something's going to scare the crap out of you today. And uh, you need to be scared of it for the rest of your life. Right, right. Or you can just not watch it and not listen to them and just try forward. You're way better off, right? <laughs> one, one of the concepts in the book is called WOPT which I think is the biggest disease that we all have. And that is what other people think. Yeah. And that, that crushes us a lot of times. And you see it all the time. I mean, even in the littlest things like, and that's what we have to sit down and say, number one, they probably don't really care what we're doing anyway, but it's, our, it's again, in our own head, stopping, our, stopping ourselves from, going forward because we're concerned about what other people are going to think. Right. You know, I always like to say, uh, don't try to keep up with the Joneses because they're broke. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I had a guest on last year and uh, she was a personal trainer mm -hmm. and, and she had a, a great quote for the, what other people think uh, mentality. She had a client that was afraid to go into a gym. Because mm -hmm. what would people think of what what she looks like? Right. She said, "How about you do this? The first day, you pack your bag, you walk in, you check in, go in the locker room, take a shower, and come out. You made it in. The next day, go in, walk around the gym, do and do baby steps until you're comfortable, right. and then you're there. And then it doesn't matter what the the outside noise is. You're just there. You're right. there doing the same thing they're doing, sweating, right, smelling, <laughs> right." I mean, everybody has to start somewhere. Right. And I think when you go to a place like a gym or anything like that, that you know, people are going to, if you ask for help, people are going to help you. They're not going to make fun of you. Uh, and it's the long run, you're going to get better. And I'm sure the people there also had that same fear the first time they went in there. Absolutely. I'm going to look dumb trying to lift this because I don't know what I'm doing. I right. just watched this video. I looked in this magazine and watched, looked how Arnold was doing it in his picture. So I'm going to do it that way. And right. if I lift like him, I'm going to be as big as him, but it's not working. Something's wrong here. Right. And, and I think the biggest compliment you can pay somebody is asking for help. Yeah. Just, that means you're watching what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I right. see what you're doing. That seems to be working for you. Yeah. Let me do, what am well, I, why do you do that that way? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? You know? yeah. yeah. People Check are always willing to help. Same thing with guys and cars. Yes, like your first car was a '65, you said, right? Mine was a yeah, mine was a 1964 Thunderbird. '64 Thunderbird, and 
I bet you were proud to be able to get under because at that time you can go under a hood and actually see the parts and work on it. Right. Change the oil. Can do all change the oil. Change the plugs. Change the cables. Right. And you wouldn't ask for help because a man doesn't ask for help for that stuff. But you'd watch right. someone else do their car. All right. Yeah. I see. Oh, yeah. That's a, that. That's what I did wrong. That's why I'm missing my timing right now. Okay. That's I right. got. And that's how you learned, and that's how most of us learned when we had our first cars through trial and error, cutting our hands open, turning wrenches, and and getting right. it right. And then when now now it's almost impossible to work on your own car unless you have an engineering degree. But well, exactly. you have to do it, yeah. You have to have a million dollars worth of equipment to do that. You know, it's like crazy. But yeah, that's that's exactly what that's exactly it. But it applies. It still applies, fortunately, to other things like say business or real estate or any of those kind of things. You know, investing, people can learn that on their own or they can get help in the process and then go and, and do it. Right. I know you said you didn't have mentors or role models, but like you just said here in the real estate world, there's usually someone that kind of nudges you along and takes you under their arm and says, look, you can work under my, um, I guess, my my agency until you get on your feet and make your own agency. Right. And that's, I mean, it may not be an official mentor, but they're kind of the role model for you to right. look, look at what maybe is right or maybe what you think they're doing is wrong and kind of deviate away from. Did right. you have uh, any people like that were able to kind of flex and say, I like, I like how that person's selling or no, I don't like them going this way? Unfortunately, the two guys I started out with uh, had been in the business a month longer than I had. <laughs> so it was the blind leading the blind. You know, it was like, uh, three cocky guys that didn't know any better. <laughs> just like, you know, you know, when you're, when you're 23, 24 years old, you think you know everything. Oh yeah. Well, it was us. <laughs> so. But you made it. <laughs> yeah. If you hang around long enough, you know, eventually it's, you know, something's going to stick. <laughs> you know? And again, it's, it's keep getting up every day, keep going to work, keep doing it, keep, keep learning so that you get better. Keep putting that effort in and keep getting your name out there. Get your name out there, especially in the real estate world. Once you get names out there and that network grows of people that you've helped, people that you're helping. Right. So let's go to Dennis. Dennis is the guy who helped me. Yeah. They won't know that you you started with, with zero knowledge with two dudes that you just knuckleheads like you. So Right, exactly. Exactly. In fact, I actually haven't had my I closed my real estate company in nineteen ninety five because I was focusing on the financial planning business, but people still think I'm in the real estate business. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah like, okay whatever that's just a few years ago now it's a 20 yeah. 27 now yeah yeah so it's a long time there long time but they're still they're still around and you're still around so that's a testament right there and you still yeah. can probably say hey, you might want to go to an agency and do this but thanks for calling do you need any help with this right i always tell people i'm always always willing to help you give me a call if you get stuck whatever you know so i get those calls too yeah and that, that always, I think that helps, that helps you and them the same way. Cause now you know that they're, they still respect you enough to call you and ask for help and right. you're able to help them because you probably right. have some kind of knowledge from all the, all your reading and all your learning as you grew life that you were able to say, yeah, I, I know someone that went through that same problem. This is how right. they got out of it. And this is maybe they'll help you or maybe don't do it that way, but try this. Right. And again, it goes back to that experience. Experiential learning. I think it's the That's best right. That's why, they don't pay, that's, that's why they don't pay the kid out right out of college the big bucks because they have no experience. Right. right. But I got this degree, but you've worked at McDonald's for two years. Yeah, right, exactly. 
or there's some kids. I was talking to my dad this morning. There's a guy he talks to that his kid's been in school since kindergarten, now eight years in college. Mm-hmm. Never, has never worked. Yeah. I said, what do they expect to come out of college and get a million dollar job? <laughs> Unless you're in medicine, probably not. <laughs> I said, eight years are they a doctor? He said, no. I have no idea then. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And I mean, you got to get that experience in, in the real world because it's a whole different ball game. So I was the sad thing is a, a lot of companies have said, oh, you can't come if you don't have a college degree. Don't even bother applying. Well, really? It's to me, it's absolutely crazy because you're missing, you know, somebody comes into my, say my insurance agency. Okay. And they want a job. I don't care if they got five college degrees. I have to teach them everything about what I do from scratch. So degree, no degree. I'm not knocking education because I'm a firm believer in it, but we have to be real. It's not the be all end all in that. I think that's a main point there. There's a lot of veterans who do 20 years in the military. A lot of them don't have degrees, but they have right. 20 years of experience. Right, exactly. Leading and mentoring others. And they come out and they're told, well, yeah, you don't have this degree, so you don't you don't qualify for this job because it's not on your resume. Right. They're more qualified than most of your office. That's it. If I have if I have advice, I'd say become a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Do something with HVAC. HVAC's probably the best way to go. Oh, crazy. Especially like we were talking in the pre-show about how hot it is right now. Oh, how yeah. early it is and how hot it is. HVAC yeah. is the way to be right now and getting air conditions oh. going and keeping people cool. HVAC is just and an HVAC even HVAC stocks have they're yes. probably at a high now, but they've been they've been really cranking the last year or two. So. Especially with when uh, COVID uh, kicked off, stay in your house and keep this closed and just right. change, your, change your vents because the HVAC, <laughs> so the HVAC yeah. had to run all the time, and right, that kind of helped them a lot. Right, exactly, exactly, and pretty, so pretty hot down there in the summer, right? Oh, very hot, humid. It's it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's short so, weather for about eight months a year. So, is it? Yeah, yeah. we we actually keep our windows open most of the time. I mean, probably July. We get about two or three weeks where we really need the air conditioning, but other than that, it's. It's pretty comfortable. It's good if you have a good breeze. Uh, where we are, we get it's either a forty-five to seventy mile gusts or a gentle breeze. So. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow! It's, it's a no in between. Sometimes it's kind of weird. It's either dead calm or those two extremes. Wow, that's interesting. Are you in the mountain area, or is that no, I'm, uh, in a rural, basically a rural area outside of Nashville? Wow! Nice, it's nice. Kind of becoming, I guess, if they. Relabel Tornado Alley, it's kind of coming this way now. So. Is it really moving? Well, that's not good. No, it's not good. And we, we actually get alarms now. So, I mean, I'm used to it. I lived in Kansas for a while. So, we, I understood that I moved there from here when we didn't have any here. And I got out there and didn't have any there. So, I guess I was the good luck charm out there. I was going to say, maybe it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's all my fault. I didn't get any emergencies while I was out there. <laughs> yeah. So, the other, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, is that besides, I think Mastermind is crucial, is uh, I think a lot of people, and this, I'm a firm believer in setting goals or figuring out what you want, figuring out what fits you, and then starting small. Because I think people tend to do this all or nothing, and I'm not in favor of this, like, you know, only have a plan A, burn the bridges. I think that's BS. I think too often when people do all or nothing, they get nothing. Right. So better to do a little bit. Uh, 
every day. So right now I'm editing my new book, which I don't like to do. But I set a goal. I do 15 minutes a day and I have a little calendar. I check it off, check it off, check it off, check it off. But at the end of the end of six months or a year, you got 97 hours of doing that. Yeah. So, you know, and I figured if you if somebody says, oh, I want to write a book, I don't know. I haven't got the time. Well, 15 minutes a day in three or four years, you've got a book. Yeah. You know, and if you're if you're 30, that means you could probably do 10 books by the time you're 60 or 70. Yeah. And, and there's some people that I've talked to people that they write 10,000 words in the morning. So yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how you do that, but I never think of the word count, really. I yeah. was thinking of me typing and hunting and pecking all the time, trying to do it right. But it's a, it's doable. It is. But, you know, the thing is, too, it's, uh, we always like to say as, as writers that it's not the writing. Writing's easy. It's the rewriting and editing that's hard. That's where the headache comes in, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you kind of go like, I said that. What the heck do I mean by that? Especially if you've wrote it and then have to go and you're going back months later or a year later, right? Where I was going with the sentence, right? I saw I read sometimes I'll pull out my first book, find a way, and I look and I look, go, I wrote that. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's but you know, again, it's I have, a, I have a theory called kisses K I S S E S, keep it small and simple, sustainable. Easy and supported. Nice. So, nice. yeah, the supported is kicking the kicking the butt from your friends or whoever's in your group. Definitely, and then the, the cheerleader when the, when it all goes out comes right at that point. So that's right. good. Because yeah. there's there's never a time. I mean, there's always, there's always a time when we need a cheerleader or somebody to you know for support. I mean, it's just normal. Yeah, that's life right there, and that's uh, real life, not not some of the weird life that we see on the internet, but. It's right? <laughs> I mean, people have to go back and think about when we were, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, when we were in groups of five to 80 people, we were pretty much, um, you know, dependent on, on everybody around us. But we've gotten away from that. And we need to bring that back. And that's, that's something we've seen you know, when I was in Afghanistan, the tribal mentality there. So. Everything is small groups, small groups yep. everywhere you went in Afghanistan. It was small, tight knit family groups, mm-hmm. in a small village. They all knew each other, all knew what each other needed, and we're all there for each other. And everyone had a job to do right. that for to make the society work. Then it's the same thing. The same thing you know in the army. You got a squad, you got a platoon. You know, it's yep. a tight group. You're doing. You know, you're, you're. I always tell people, if you're in the army or Air Force or Marines, you think military. If you're in a gang, you think, unfortunately, a gang. You know, if you're in college, you think like college. So it's that group think. Right. So you have to make sure that the people in the group that you're thinking with are good people. Exactly. And the people you surround yourself with will make you either successful or a failure. If you're, like you said, if you go into the wrong group, that's you're going to wind up in the wrong, uh, the wrong, uh, I guess, address later called a prison or something. Exactly. Dead. So. Yeah. Hopefully you make the right choice along the way. Right. I always like to say that, you know, um, millionaires don't hang around with bums right. unless they're unless they're related to them and it's Christmas. And then they see them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once a year. Like I think uh, Bill Clinton had his brother, Sly Stallone had his brother. So yeah, they all had the the one family member that was the bad apple or the one that fell from the tree for early. <laughs> oh, absolutely. everybody does. Yeah, was it who was it that who was it that was doing the Billy Beer? Was that uh, 
Was that Clinton? Clinton's brother? Was that Clinton? Was, it, was that his brother, Billy? I think so, yeah. yeah. Billy Beer? I think that's what I, if I'm remembering correctly. I remember Billy Beer. I remember all that stuff. I remember that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always one, so you have to have it. That's it. And you wonder why, you know, I have that, we have one in our family, and it's, uh, but he was the most talented, which is a sad thing. Uh, and, you, and you just wonder what happened. Yeah. yeah. How they fall off the tree. Yeah. I, I think sometimes, and I, there's a there's a book by uh, Kay Anders Erickson called Peak, and he's a professor at Florida University, spent 35 years studying performance and, and people. And he uh, said that uh, one of the dangers sometimes is getting too much attention and being too good early on. Because eventually, as you grow higher up, the, the, the talent you have is not as important as the work you put in. Right. So that, that leaves hope for us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dennis, we talked about a lot, and I just looked it up. Billy Beer was Billy Carter, Jimmy Carter's older Billy brother. Carter, right, yeah. yeah so he was the other de the Democrat before him. So, yeah. so it's Billy Carter, then Reagan, Bush, and then Clinton. So bookends <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we spoke about a lot of things what's next for you you have you, you have mastermind coming out next what else is going on well working on the next book uh right now i'm working on a podcast well you know actually in the basic beginning of setting up a podcast it's going to be uh called dr decision and coach i'm coach and dr decision is dr leo polizzati who is a specialist in uh decisive um decision therapy and other things like that. So we're going to do a podcast on getting people to think about how they make decisions. The fact that everything is a decision. We make 35,000 decisions a day. I, I think researchers said, and Cornell said we make like 296 decisions just on food every day. Wow. So let's uh, explain why, uh, what's this space? Steve Jobs only wore black, right? <laughs> <laughs> no decision. It's, it's easy decision. It's all the same color, same design, probably. So it's where yeah. it can go. Yeah. So it's it's uh, we're working on the podcast, which will be starting in another month or so, which is which will be fun, and hopefully get some people. You know, it's like you. You want to get people. You want to give them some positive things to think about, so they can maybe grab one little thing and then move forward and use it in their life. You know. Definitely, uh, I like to say, reach one, teach one. So even. If if only one of the listeners gets something out of it, that's one person that you helped that day on that show. And the next day, next show you help someone else. Exactly. It's like almost like paying it forward kind of thing, man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it helps yeah. everyone involved. So it's awesome. So how will people be able to, how will people find out more about that or, or more about you and maybe get in contact with you to be on your show? If they, uh, they just, DennisMcCurdy.com. So my name right there, DennisMcCurdy.com. And they can go to my website. They can reach out to me there. They can buy my book uh, there. Uh, I also have a weekly uh, written blog that I send out. I've been sending it out for 10 years, uh, one a week on Monday morning. So if they want to sign up for that short, it's like two or three minute read. But I get a lot of people who, uh, who love it. And uh, they can, I, I, will, I will tell you that anybody who reaches out to me, I will answer their questions. I will help them. No questions asked, no problem. I'm happy to do that always. Awesome. And uh, we always appreciate when our, our guests uh, put that out there. So hopefully our audience is uh, grasping that and jumps in and, and reaches out to you for the, 
that, hey, I need to push. Tell me what I need to do. And you're able to give them that help from afar. I would love that. So hear it out there, guys. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Call them with real reasons. Yes. <laughs> Dennis, if you could give uh, three tips to the audience. We already talked about uh, worrying about other people's thinking and uh, the kisses and the uh, that out of your own way if you give them three other things they can think about as they move forward in life yeah i think you really have to spend time and this may be helped helped by having a, a group or a mentor or uh, a mastermind group is you really have to know where you're going is the famous catcher yogi Berra said uh if you don't know where you're going you could end up somewhere else exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you have to know i mean it's not going to be perfect it can change because people get hung up on that, but at least know where you think you want to go. And again, you can adjust it and change. I mean, the, the world is full of like you know, resetting your sales. Right. That's number one. Number two, uh, realize that, you know, everybody screws up. And uh, if somebody else did it, most likely you can do it. That's really important to, to do. And, uh, you know, if you screw up, get up. Outstanding. Great tips, Dennis. And again, thanks for taking some of your time tonight to hang out with us on the Misfit Nation. And I look forward to checking out the new book, Mastermind, The True Secret of Success, when it comes out. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. You too, bud. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always. Be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 